Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. going on everybody welcome back to the surge cast uh we don't have episode numbers for you today because this one's a huge one uh so we're just gonna hop right in i am bailey curtis i'm cat hunter and we are sponsored by primo x hockey and DraftKings sportbook and part of the hockey podcast network today guys we have an awesome episode planned for you guys uh, first, before I get into the premise of the episode, I do want to int- introduce our amazing guests that we have today. Some of them are running a little bit behind, so we'll just have them join whenever they are here. But as of right now, on your screen, if you guys are watching on YouTube, we have the wonderful Jules, our graphic designer extraordinaire, uh, right below me. And then right below Kat, uh, her first time on the podcast, making her Surgecast debut. You know her best as the person in charge of the flags. We have Miss Kaylee here. Kaylee, I'll start with you since, you know, podcast debut. How you doing? Doing great. <laughs> we would I, we would like to say she's the better half of her and Alex. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Alex Can't wait for him to just... listen to this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh gosh, I, I I just feel bad for the the chaos that might ensue after that. <laughs> uh, but of course, as always, too. Like I said, we have Jules here as well. She is running as our honorary third co-host with the A uh, today. So Jules, thank you for helping us make those amazing graphics and hopping on for this today. Of course. So, Kat, as this was, we've run a ladies' night here on the podcast before. I don't know Mm -hmm. if you were an official host at that point. Um, It's it's been a bit. It's all run together. Um, No, but yeah, we had ladies' night, um, which Jules was also a part of that as well. Um, But yeah, we, we hadn't had one in a while and we had, honestly, we had a list of people that we really had been wanting to get on. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, as as lovely Twitter loves to trend different things every now and then there was a couple of moments where it was really just women in sports banding together to be like, Hey, we're here. We love sports just as much as everyone else. We have knowledge about it. Here we are. We want to talk. 
And so we just, me and Bailey kind of got the idea, started texting each other and getting Jules on board to have another ladies night and bring together all of our favorite, either hurricanes, that's H-E-R, hurricanes, <laughs> or uh, and we do have a part two where we'll have some special guests that are also some fans of some other teams as well, or love just love sports in general. Um, but yeah, we were really excited to just kind of, Zach was feeling a little left out, but we wanted to focus a little especially on the ladies for this one. <laughs> right. So, but yeah, no, I, I'm super excited about this. We have, it, like I said, this is just the first part in what we kind of have planned, uh, making this a little more hurricane centric. But Kaylee, I, I want to start with you and talking about uh, your role. I, I don't know if we've kind of touched on it on Twitter or whatnot, um, but you, you've played a really, really big part in uh, the community aspect of being a fan of the hurricanes and creating flags and kind of bridging a connection between players and fans, which is really, really exciting. And it's something that I think helps a lot of fans feel more connected to the team as a whole. What kind of sparked the idea for you to kind of get into all of that? So um, it hit me really when um, Max, of course, got hurt. My biggest thing was he barely got to be a cane. Um, <laughs> you know, he only got to play, what, like five games or something. But I wanted him to know, like, we cared, no matter if you played one game or if you played, like, a full 82 games. Like, we cared about him, and we know, like, it sucks. And especially that kind of injury, you kind of don't know, are you going to be able to come back from that? And so, and as we know, he's just now come back from the injury almost a year ago. Um, so now with the Washington Capitals, unfortunately. But um, I wanted him to know that we cared, and – I really got the idea because when Dougie Hamilton broke his leg and I think it was January of 2020, the fan, cause he was supposed to go to the all-star game and fans got a Jersey. Um, it was his all-star Jersey that he would have worn. They got it, signed it and it was presented to Dougie Hamilton. And so I kind of was thinking that idea and I'm like, well, what's something that could be simple, but also have a lot of meaning. And that's how, I just thought about getting a flag, a Hurricanes flag, um, to be a reminder to Max about how the Hurricanes backed him during injury. Um, and I, one of uh, my friends I met through Canes Twitter, actually Michelle, she had said, you know, it's seeing love in black and white when, you know, you can hear things, but to actually have a physical thing that shows how much everyone cared can mean so much. And um Unfortunately, we've had to do a couple of more since uh, Max's and, you know, last year ended up being three flags. Um, and I hate that when we have to do it, but I know it leaves a big impression on the guys. And um, I've only really gotten to talk to one of the players that I've given the flag to, and that was Svechnikov. And he was very, very appreciative. And shout out to my husband for videoing that <laughs> interaction <laughs> I had with Svech. Um but he said it was, you know, really awesome and that he really appreciated it. And, you know, I've not ever been a pro athlete, but I can't imagine having an injury and sitting on the sidelines watching everyone else do the sport that you love. Um, and just thought that could, you know, make them a little bit happier during recovery. No, that that's it, it's always really heartwarming to me watching you know, the it, it's it, it does suck. It, it's a situation that you never want to kind of go through those long term injuries 
not only have an impact on the players, but they have a really, really big impact on the team too. And it's, I, I think for me personally too, not just pertaining to the flags as well, but seeing that, you know, it, like what we say as fans and it, like the things we do, like does get back to players too. And like, they see the support, which is really, really cool um, too. So like to take that big step is, is awesome. And honestly, I have to give props to you as well for doing, putting the amount of work that you do into it too. Cause it's <laughs> not, it's not just setting up a table at a tailgate and like, okay, come sign it. If you're here, like you, you take requests, like you, people reply and have you like lead. The oh, my hand was flag. cramping just like hearing you talk about how many you had written on there. And I was Which like, is really, oh really cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because I mean, there's fans. Well, you, for example, Bailey, you yeah. are states away. And so there's fans, they want to be a part of it. And I don't want to take that away from them um, because they're not there in person to do it. And so um, with Freddy's, we were, I was right at 300 from online only request. Um, and so, and these were people from different countries. There's our Canadian Caniacs, um, even have some that are overseas. You know, we've got people from Scotland. We've got people from Finland. It's, you know, all around. And um, I was glad to add their names to it, too. And hopefully the guys take notice of it. I don't know what they do with the flag once they get it. Um, but hopefully they took a moment to look at the messages. Uh, I could definitely see someone like Svetch probably hanging it up. Um, but, yeah, I am very happy to do it. It does take some time. <laughs> <laughs> takes a few uh, hours um, to get it done, but it ends up being worth it in the end. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm sure they appreciate it because, again, like Bailey was saying, like when they have those injuries like that, like it's not their fault. Like it's nothing they have done to get themselves sidelined. And so especially, I guess, for Svetch is watching his team go through the playoffs in a moment where he's like, I just want to get out there and help them. And to like, just kind of feel like maybe you're letting the team down a little bit because you can't, like you just can't. And it's, again, it's as an athlete, like it's just that mentality of like, I should be doing everything to help the team, even when there's nothing you can do. So to have that support of like the fans being like, we recognize that this is a hard time for you. We're still supporting you, even though you're not on the ice doing what you normally do. So uh, yeah, it was great. Literally that every time that those pop up, unfortunately, yeah, we've had quite a couple, but love that you're taking those initiatives and everything. I love all the fans. Yeah. I was going to say it. like, you know, unfortunately, you don't want us to have flags to sign because of an injury. But I also feel like it's another sense, kind of like you said, Kaylee, of just like making the player know that like people are thinking about them and, you know, wishing them well and things like that. You know, it makes me think of people like Svetch and even Turbo that like their families aren't here and I, I mean, they're not here alone because they have friends and stuff. But like, you know, their immediate family is overseas and things like that so you know to just have something tangible I mean they I'm sure they go online um well some of them probably but and see what people say on like Twitter or Instagram Martin, that's or a great example <laughs> yeah you yeah. know Martin definitely checks Twitter um, <laughs> but you know like you know just it's one thing to like see it online and you know you can like a tweet or you can respond to an Instagram DM, but like to have something physical and tangible that like they can either hang up if they want to or uh, who knows what they've done with the flags. Um, but to like actually like have something to read those messages and to see just the physical support that they have is probably also really cool. 
Yeah, and every flag I've done, I've gotten uh, a card that I put with it, and I write a little message in there. Because um, the first time I did it, I was like, I need to explain like what this is. So they're, you know, Patrick <laughs> Eddie's not like, what the heck is this? <laughs> um, and so I just carried that tradition on of you know providing a card, and um, it's just it's great. I mean, I wish I could give it to them in person, but you know, it's understandable too. Like, don't some crazy fan. There's a privacy aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I've never asked to give it in person. I've always done it through the organization and they've been absolutely amazing with every injury that I've done a flag for of getting it to the players. And so that's really awesome um, that the organization allows us to do that as well. That's well, awesome. hopefully maybe at some point you could like actually meet the, re- well, maybe not patches cause he's not here with us, but like, you know, maybe <laughs> you can like talk to turbo or Freddie and, or maybe even Svetch again, just to see what they've done with them and been like, Hey, like I'm the one who organized this for you. Like, do you have it somewhere? Like- yeah. I've yeah. <laughs> tried to um, talk to Tavo about it um, at the season ticket member night where you go get stuff signed, but it's chaotic at those kind of things. And um it, you know, it's just hard to have a conversation when they're trying to hurry you along, along. And then he's kind of on the spot and, you know, he's a little awkward. And so he just, well, so I say, also, you've got the two yeah. most quiet guys right there. Like, <laughs> and then he just kind of giggled. And then he's like, kind of was like, thanks, you know. And then uh, I just left him alone. I was like, you're yeah. like, okay, thanks. Bye. Yeah. And, you know, when I went to season ticket member night, I was so mad because I'd waited in Svetch's line the entire night. I had like, Someone gave me their fast pass so I could go to Tavo's line. Um, but I didn't get to talk to Svetch that day. And I was like really upset about it because I really wanted to talk to those two for the, this reason. But then um, luckily on Svetch's first night back, I waited. It was like till 11.15 before he finally came out of the parking lot. Oh, wow. And um, so many people were waiting too. And he graciously actually like got out of his car and stood outside his car and they were like hey Svetch is just gonna stand out here so everyone if you want to get in a line and go one by one and he stayed and loud you know talked to everyone so I got to actually have a better moment with him than I would have originally um and so it's like one of those humbling things for me that everything happens for a reason because I was like so mad that night (laughs) that I didn't get to talk I was I was like maybe eight people back when that was eight o'clock and they shut it down and they were like, oh, wow. no, like they took the pins away from KK and Svetch. And KK, he got a little, little sassy. He was not happy. About I heard that. about that. He was I like, mean, he like shook his I head. Felt- he did what he does when he's like pissed on the ice, you know, where he's like shaking his head, like, like, come on. on the I ice. felt really bad reading like. you, like hearing, reading that you went through that and all that. Cause I was just making me, it just made me remember of when me and Jules went and we were trying to get KK to sign the present that I gave her and like, literally got in by the skin of her teeth and I was like I don't think I'm gonna get in like I'm I'm all excited for you to be able to get in and like get this signed and so I was literally standing outside just waiting on her and one of the ushers was very gracious at the moment was like you can maybe get a few people in and like me and like I think maybe two or three other people were like I guess if if we can and so I managed to get I just missed him like seeing I'm so mad that you didn't get to like But I, but I got to see him and Martinook and they were, they were great because I had just gotten Ron to the sign and Ron, I had asked him to sign it Father Finn. And so Mm -hmm. they both laughed at that and were like, Oh, like, and they loved it. So, but 
So when I read yours, I was like, oh, that stinks. So I was like, I've been on the other side of it, but I know it's very rare. Like I do know they shut it down like pretty quick. Cause this last yeah. time I think again, I just barely made the cut to see stall at the mm -hmm. end. So it's just like that cutoff time is it's hard, man. <laughs> they are, uh, that is a hard cutoff too. Mm -hmm. I know. <laughs> so but, I want to, uh, uh, I want to kind of go go off of that too. We, we've talked a lot about your your impact as a fan, but not kind of how you got there. Um, so I I, I want to kind of talk about like how how you got into the sport of hockey, watching it, becoming a fan, and how it what's kind of gone from there. Yeah, so it's kind of a it's a funny story. Um, so <laughs> me and Alex started dating in April of 2011. And his family every year um, tries to go to a hockey game at Christmas. And so, cause his uncle Paul lives in Cary and that's who got Alex into hockey. And um, so come that December, it's my first Christmas spending Christmas with Alex's family and we go to the hockey game and that's kind of, you know, all she wrote type of thing. I was engaged and into it. And um, going into the next year, they had this little contest of guess the player that's going to um, score the first goal of the game. I didn't know any of these players. Okay. <laughs> I just pulled up my list and I was like, Hmm, I like Justin Folk. And so <laughs> I voted for Justin Folk like every single time. And um, he, Alex is like, why him? Like he was really bashing Justin Folk, which when he <laughs> ended up becoming a co-captain, I was like, remember when you bashed Justin Folk? Like I just gave him so much crap That's over it. Funny. And you know, you want to talk about like fate or whatever, but I actually ended up winning a Twitter contest for Justin Folk's um, all-star jersey when he went to the all-star game. Oh. So I have a Justin Folk all-star jersey and it just like all comes full circle. But yeah, it started with that first game in December 2011. I still have that ticket somewhere in this house. Um, but yeah, that's where it took off. And Alex tries to joke now that I'm probably a bigger Canes fan than he is um, <laughs> at this point. But that's I mean, the yeah. amount of jerseys you guys have. I mean, it's yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I even tried to buy a Aho All-Star jersey today off. <laughs> Facebook because I I was I've always been so mad I didn't get that black jersey from when he went the first time um, mm. but I was like oh I want that one but someone beat me to it um, no but I like and we wear them all we wear all the jerseys um, I was gonna say how often do you think it or how long do you think it takes before you circulate through the entire collection mm, it depends you know when um, if if everyone that's listening to this has a heart. They listened to um, Justin Williams' Hall of Fame night. Hopefully they saw the story about him with the tricolor pasta where he mm -hmm. scored a hat trick that night and then was looking for tricolor pasta. So, you know, people in hockey are superstitious. So if we have a game that's really good, we're going to wear that jersey again the next game. But if it's a stinker or that jersey's, you know, we're going to hang it up for a little while. <laughs> before we get it back out. So it just depends on how we're playing. So, you know, November, December, we went through a lot of jerseys. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. That what is your, okay. I have two questions. What is your favorite Jersey that you have? And what is maybe the most rare Jersey that you have? Um, my favorite Jersey 
it's a toss-up. So I'm very, very, very attached to my Pesci jersey. And so it's very special to me um, for personal reasons. But so my Pesci jersey, I'm really attached to. I get mad if Alex wants to wear it because it's an away one and I'm scared he's going to get it dirty. And I'm like, I don't want you wearing it. <laughs> um, and then, but my other favorite jersey is I bought the Svetch All-Star jersey because I just, I love the colors. I love that, that pink and teal on it. And it's just, it's so good. You know, I didn't like it's that jersey at first. And it, it's grown see, on me. But see, compare it to this year's. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love the jersey right off the bat. I love that jersey. So um, I finally pulled the trigger in November and bought it. But um, yeah, that one I really like. Our most rare jersey. Mm. I don't know. I kind of want to say the Marley 69 right now. <laughs> I was going to say, I know, Alex, I know Alex broke that one out a few games ago, and I don't want to blame uh, the Justin Williams Hall of Fame loss on uh, Alex because I know he couldn't be there because of work, but um, I really, feel like... Because really it's Howie's fault. We've already, we've already discussed that. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. But, I mean, he wasn't there at the game, and he did not wear the Marley jersey, so... <laughs> Also, for our, for our new Caniacs, you want to explain the Marley jersey? Yeah. <laughs> so, which, honestly, I'm begging us to bring this back. Uh, so, <laughs> I don't, what was it? 2018? 2017? Yeah, it's got to be somewhere around there. Yeah. So, this would usually happen in the third period. We would have a commercial come on for Marley Drug, and it was a commercial for generic Viagra with a beautiful woman walking on a dock at the lake in her red one-piece bathing suit. Or no, maybe it was a two-piece, high-waisted, I don't know. But everyone knows knows this commercial. If if you know, you know type of thing. And we, whenever the Canes were doing bad, because we would always come back in the third, that was like, we were the third period comeback team. We're like, oh, it's Marley drug time. Marley's going to get us through. And so, um, yeah, that's a lot of long, people don't understand yeah. the reference now, but no long time Canes fans will just run, like just going to the third period. You're like, I know what's coming. And then you're like all the jokes. Oh, um, yeah. Twitter yeah. would blow up when well, also, too, there were some games that it wouldn't get played. And so if we were down and that commercial didn't play in the third period and the Canes we lost, I mean, coincidence, maybe. <laughs> Mar um, Marley Drug didn't get played that game, so you know the superstition. Um, so yeah, oh my gosh, that jersey is awesome. Um, so with as we've talked about, you know, you guess Justin Falk and everything. Who is your? I guess I'd say now. I guess who's your current favorite Canes player? It's hard. I got all. I call them my guys, my men. <laughs> a bunch of them Alex um, gets a little jealous it's fine no because he's got Brady Shea like he, he doesn't care. um I don't even I don't even touch Brady Shea like I'm like yeah you can, Brady Shea's off limits it's so, he's solely Alex's oh, yeah. for sure he's solely the year of Shea like, okay always the year of Shea in this house apparently but um well, I've always loved Pesh, loved Peshigi for a long time, been a huge fan of him. I apparently I have like a thing for defensemen, I, I guess. Um, but yeah, I had Pesci for a long time. Tavo, 
always have loved him. I just, I love an awkward person and <laughs> you can't get more awkward than him. Um, <laughs> trying to, KK and part of that started because my nickname's KK, like growing up, that was what my family called me. That's what my niece and nephew, I'm Aunt KK. And so I had that connection with him there and I, I love KK. I think um, he'll end up playing a big role for us down the road. And gosh, you know, it's like, I always liked Fetch, but after meeting him in person, he really jumped up in my list of favorites. And um, Burns, I've loved before he was a Canes player. So always love that man. I, no one was, well, I want to say no one's happier than me when I saw he was coming to our team, but I was pretty ecstatic over that. And um, yeah, I mean, I think, Kayla's just going to go through the whole roster. <laughs> it's hard to like say I don't like someone on our team. Um, oh, yeah, never. When you say your favorite, it's never it's never a diss against anyone else. No. Of course. And then Jarvie. I mean, that kid. I feel like Jar Jarvie is everyone's adopted He needs to be everybody's favorite, you know? <laughs> it's just... He's just great. But he, yeah, I I, he's my... holding down youngest kid on the team extremely well. Yeah. <laughs> you know, That's what you got to do. You did very well. Very the recent. The recent occurrences of him, just the video of him, like they always do the tradition of sporting the, uh, is it Doug? Who do they sport on the bench with the bench with the water routes? Him and KK, it's like their pregame rituals. So they always squirt one of the trainers on the bench. His recent mm -hmm. video of him doing it and just deadpan staring at him and like it was like the guy was talking to him and he just wasn't giving him any recognition except continuously <laughs> squirting him with the water bottle and the guy kept having to like stop and like shield himself. Between that and between him being on the line with what I guess he calls the grandpas of Martinook and Saul and the yeah. moment that that kid gets himself in a little tussle like we always think like Martin and Saul can, they, they've stood up for themselves before. I have never seen them go after someone like they did the guy that hit Jarvie. Like they immediately was like, no, 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 this is, this is our child. You don't mm -hmm. do that. <laughs> I loved, I loved it. Loved every minute of that. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I feel like also when you're talking about favorite players, it's completely different when you meet them too. Like it's one thing to mm -hmm. like have a favorite player and then you have, that interaction with them or multiple if you're lucky to see them more than once but I feel like that also changes you know kind of how you think about them and feel about them because uh I mean I've I've remembered back in the old days uh nobody would get out of their cars and walk down that line um like I know Svetch has sometimes mm -hmm. after games except for like one the one person that I remember that used to do that quite frequently was Eric Stahl um which is show, shows leadership and I hope that um eventually soon that um Svetch kind of gets a bigger leadership role because there's a lot of things leadership wise that I've seen in the past with the team that like Svetch has just taken in and kind of started doing himself mm -hmm. yeah, yeah for sure but yeah I would say though like my top two it's passion Tavo. <laughs> As a consistent favorites for me. You're complete I opposite. Mean, and I love that. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. just, just knowing Papa Pesci, just also, like, I, I, I haven't been able to meet 
Pesci in person, but knowing his dad, it just <laughs> elevates him. <laughs> Brian is amazing. It's just his character. The hate that he has for New York while being from there is just so interesting. <laughs> That's how it goes oh sometimes. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I feel like a lot of a lot of Kane's fans relate though. So it's <laughs> we are he's all one of, he's one of us. He, yeah. So, so I I want to hop in here too. So while Jules, I would love to kind of touch on your story. We've had you on before. I don't know if we've talked at all about like your story and what kind of got you into hockey and the hurricane specifically and the kind of face you've become on Kane's Twitter today. Yeah, I don't know how that happened, but um, <laughs> um I mean grew up from North Carolina from Raleigh, grew up going to games for as long as I can remember. Um have even talked to my parents and I used to go to games when they were in Greensboro. Um, I don't remember that, um, but <laughs> apparently I was there. Um, but grew up going to games. Um, my dad uh, worked for a company that used to frequently get tickets. Um, we would, me and my sister, we would always call them the TV seats. It's the arena club. Um, it's with the bar TVs that are like inside the bars. So to us, they were TV seats. Yeah. Um, and we would bring headphones and we would watch Nickelodeon and Disney channel, um, <laughs> not care at all what is happening on the ice, but we got to go to a hockey game. We got to sit in the TV seats and that was cool for us. Um, <laughs> so then transition to when I actually started getting into hockey, um, it was around like 2010 ish, which was high school for me. Um, and was a big fan of Jeff Skinner. Um, until, um, my sweet and precious Swede, Elias Lindholm got drafted. Um, and once he got drafted, he became my favorite and my love for hockey and like participating in going to games and just being active, I guess, in the hockey community, like took off at that point. Um, uh, on my little stack card that um, the Surgecast tweeted out earlier today, uh, one of my fun facts is I was known as a sign girl. I'm retired, um, but <laughs> um, one of my really good friends named Katie um, was also known as a sign girl as well. Um, every single home game um, for one full season um, we would make signs for warmups. She would make a sign for Drayson Bowman and I would make a sign for Lindholm. Um, and we would go to warmups every single game, stand in the same spot. Um, and we would have our signs. Um, there was a sign of mine that actually got taken by one of the Canes reporters at the time. Um, and she posted it on Twitter um, and then the next game after that, she decided to tell me that I was the talk of the entire plane ride, um, like from the team because of my sign. So, um, that was kind of embarrassing because I was like, well, I hope Lindholm liked it. Cause if the whole team was talking <laughs> about it on a plane ride, I don't know if that's embarrassing for him or not. Um, but that was really cool. Um, what is it? What'd you say? What'd it say on the sign? Um, 
<laughs> um, oh gosh the puns that were made on those signs um that particular one was after he got back from playing in the world juniors that year and uh team sweden had won silver so of course um i made a sign that said silver in sweden but gold in my heart and <laughs> Um, yeah, um, there's actually a picture. I'll have to go back and find it, but I did meet him after a practice one time and he signed that sign. Um, and yeah, it's whew, the stories I could tell about those. Um, but that was actually really fun. And that's how I kind of got started in the hockey Twitter community because I met my friend Katie on Twitter. Um, and like I said, we would coordinate our signs um we even would cut them out sometimes like puzzle pieces so when we were beside each other they would like fit together yeah that's cute um, yeah so that was a really fun season um and then after that year um we both retired and didn't make any more unless they were special occasions um and then um i have been a season ticket member now for three full years like straight um, I was one back in high school, my senior year. So technically four total, but three consecutively. Um, and now I have a goal to go to every single arena. Um, I've been to 12 so far. Um, and my college degree is in graphic design. And I love making videos and things like that. And um, not going to lie, have always been afraid to share those. Um, or anything that I've made because I'm a very harsh critic of myself. Um, but over the past few seasons, I've made some graphics and made some like hype videos, I guess you could call them, that I've randomly just tweeted out. And now suddenly everybody wants more. So that's kind of where I am now. I honestly, the work that you've done with making the uh, graphics for Fancy Duck Boys, we work a lot with you with um, the Surge cast, but I want to touch on how the Fancy Duck Boys thing happened, <laughs> how that came okay. about, because you you play a huge role in that whole group, and I, I, I'd love to I hear more about the woman behind it. I honestly don't, though. <laughs> And that's what is funny <laughs> to me, okay? So I have honestly no idea how they created it. Um, I found out that they named it after an advent calendar duck that I think Yeah, I, I have the story on that part. <laughs> so the guys came up with the name for it. And then um, I don't even know what I did, but I think I created a, like they were looking for somebody to put a graphic together of the three of them. So like I made one with like, I don't know if it was like all of their faces on ducks or I, I don't even know. Like I made a graphic and sent it to them. And then all of a sudden they were like, Oh my gosh. Hey, they're like, do you want to be part of the group? And I was like, sure. And so we have, we have a group chat um, that I kind of sometimes do help with ideas. Um, I cannot take credit for all of the artistic uh, liberties that the boys like to do with those. Um, <laughs> there have been, I will say, there have been a few memes and things that I have made that um, they haven't posted because they told me that they're too good. 
Um, so, oh, <laughs> as in as in like my level of like graphic design, and I'm like, a Photoshop is too good. Yeah. <laughs> so, because. Uh, yeah, I, I honestly, I love them. They make me laugh every single day. And, um, it's just been a really fun adventure to, to be a part of them. Um, I first met one of them in person last, last year. Yeah. Last summer, I believe, um, it was Howie and we were at Disney at the same time. So I met Howie at Disney. Um, and then I eventually met Alex in person on opening night and then I have yet to meet Howie, uh, but in February, there is a game that the four of us will all be at. Um, we do have a surprise in store uh, for that. So if anybody is a fancy Duck Boy follower, uh, be sure to be watching <laughs> at the beginning of February because we do we do have a surprise uh, for that meetup. And uh, yeah, that's that's how I'm involved with them. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, as much as I'd love to continue kind of talking about um, you guys and your roles, we have an entire other part that we might have an opportunity to talk about that in, but I do want to get into some hurricanes related topics as this is the surge cast. And, mm -hmm. you know, we got to kind of talk about some upsetting, but maybe some also great things that have happened in the past week. So um, as of this recording, this is being recorded on Wednesday. Um, I believe the hurricanes do not play until Friday. Um, so we have a little bit of a buffer. Um, but last or within the past week, uh, when was it you guys last recorded? Was that on Friday with Eddie Lack, which I hate that I missed? It Thank was you. Thursday. Was it Thursday? I, whenever it was. Listen, it's the long break between <laughs> memes are throwing me off. I don't know what to do. <laughs> um. So yeah, we it, it's been a bit since we've recorded, but in that stretch, we've played the Penguins, which uh, let's go ahead and jump into that game. Uh, amazing save from Ronta. Um, oh. On a Sydney. Oh, I mean, we have timer. to. We'd also have to talk. The, we didn't talk the Ducks either. We didn't. Happens. Okay. Was that beforehand? Yeah, I, Ducks yeah. was Thursday. Okay. Yeah, so let's talk some Ducks hockey. <laughs> Kat, you were you there? I was there. It was <laughs> wild. I it was Star Wars night. Yep. Star oh, Wars Star Wars right. Night. So with everybody's the Mandalorian bobblehead. Yeah. Which <laughs> I don't know what they did to his neck on that thing, but with the helmet on, it looks cool. Um, I'm always, I'm always, I love the theme nights. I'm always a little, a little nervous when we play them. Cause I don't know. Sometimes to me, I don't actually have a stat on this. I always feel like we don't play as well on theme nights. I don't know what it is. Um, but yeah, going into it, I've, I had multiple people be like, I mean, it's the ducks, like it'll be fine. And I'm like, I will still be stressed until that last second ticks off that clock. Um, and this game proved that because um, we had a nice little lead there um, and they just wanted to make it more exciting. <laughs> uh, it was very Star Wars themed of it looks like you're winning and then they, the bad guys come back and they're like, nope, just kidding. We're here. And then you have that last little little push. But yeah, we had um, I'm pulling it up because now I got to remember the game as well. Um, so you have Ronta, but you have Ronta in that was. The Ducks game, was that the one Piotr had his concussion? Yep, so uh, we started with yeah. 
I think yeah, started with that, that was also the game that uh, Gibson got hurt as well. So both both. Oh yeah, so we yeah. saw four we different started, goaltenders that game. Yep. Yeah, so started with Piotr and Gibson, who both were playing great. Um, unfortunately, Piotr that explains why he's out now with a in concussion protocol. Though I have heard that he is getting out on the ice, so that's a good sign. Um. But we got to see Ronta come in, and Ronta held down the fort. It was actually really great. Everyone, the cheers that came for Ronta during that game, you could just tell that everyone wanted him to come back and be on his game. And he has been. Um, I honestly think he's played fantastic. It, it's He's back in that role. I think the, the less pressure with Piotr kind of being the number one, I think, has helped Ronta. I think he knows everyone wants him to get back there so he can – you know, play as part as that second. Um, but yeah, so you get a, we had a goal by, let's see, Shea started off the scoring. Um, Not 15 seconds later, Svechnikov ended up scoring. Oh my both gosh, it was the most, the most beautiful goals you've ever seen. Like it was like, they were both like very tic-tac-toe, like passing was on point. I feel uh, like at that, I feel like at that point, the Warrens, um, their night were that their night was made. <laughs> that oh, first yeah. period is all you guys need. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, Brady Shea's goal, honestly, that talk about drawing a goaltender, drawing players, finding the passing lane. It, honestly, both both of those goals, and who was it? I think it was Aho's pass to Svechnikov. Um, for the second goal, that pass. Yeah. So the how first, the, the heck one... did that make it through? Okay, you <laughs> you have to know, like watching it back, you have to think it's that Tavo and Aho connection that they have practiced this before. They know yeah. where each other are on yeah. the ice, and then they knew, okay, but we've got our power shot there in Svech, and he finished it off. So it was, and honestly, that's a that's also a role that they put Jarvis in before too. So once I just think once Aho and Tavo know where each other are on the ice and they have a good chemistry going, you're going to have some good plays happening. And that's what's been going on recently. The SAT line has been uh, popping off. But another line that's been popping off is that Stahl, Martinuk, and Jarvis line. So Stahl and Jarvis helped with that Brady Shea. Honestly, it's almost the Stahl, Martinuk, Jarvis, and Brady Shea line because Brady keeps (laughs) jumping in to help them. Um, But you get – so we have a little – two like we dominated that first period, and it's a 2-0, and you're like, you're feeling good. Of course, the 2-0 lead doesn't last super long. Get that 2-1. Love me, Brock McGinn. I don't love it when he helps the other team score against us. (laughs) Um, But then you get that Martinuk and Jarvis connection, which we just had the other night again. Um, That line, I love it. Like, I know we always said we love the Martinuk-Stall fast line, but – Putting Jarvis on that line, I think, is up there with putting Aho on that position for the power, first unit power play. Like, it just fits their skills so well. He is also – he has picked up his hard-hitting game, so he very much helps with, like, the forecheck, the pinning it in, keeping the puck alive in the other end. But he is the speed and the finishing power that that team – that line was lacking. Mm-hmm. Um, because everyone would say, wow, that line, they like, they do everything, they just can't score. Well, Jarvis is like – Hold my pillow. I'm awake from my nap. <laughs> I know. I'm ready to go. Stall kills me sometimes. He's had I don't know how many breakaways this season, and you're like, mm-hmm. like oh, oh yeah. And Mar- Martina gets him too, and you're just like, yes. it's okay. I know your I know your role isn't finisher, but like, finish it, please. They'll, they'll <laughs> wide wide shot it every time, and you're like, no. Oh. 
Yeah. While we're talking about um, it too, so Martinuk actually got the Canes' third goal of this okay. game. But while we're talking about Martinuk, this was the man's 600th career game. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Which is, it, I, I want to say big congratulations. That's a, a heck of an accomplishment. Um, would love to hear your guys' thoughts before we move into the rest of the game. I mean, we said last year was the year of Marty Party. I mean, he's just continuing it into this year. Like, he's ready to go. I, <laughs> I'm so excited. Like, I I love I love it when they zoom in on the players because you can kind of tell they're like, thanks, thanks. Like, they're, like, a little shy about it or they'll, like, kind of laugh depending on what they're being, like, mm-hmm. rewarded or talked about with. But uh, I'm glad to see. I know a lot of people were starting because that, that him and Saul were struggling a little bit to score. So there was some... Mm-hmm doubts of people coming in but uh i'm glad to see he's getting that mojo back silence the haters yeah (laughs) especially i mean when you look at who comes to play for the canes every night he's one of your hardest working players like start to finish and you know he's always throwing the body hustling i mean i always joke that he looks like a um wacky inflatable balloon man when he's out there like i can always tell when he's skating because he's just flails all over the place warren fogel did that too so i always knew when those two were on the ice but somehow he makes it work and um i'm so happy for him and especially what was it last year when the whole waiver situation happened Mm -hmm. um because you hate it because as fans you love the players but then it's a business as well. Mm -hmm. And it's just so hard and heartbreaking sometimes when things like that happen, but then, you know, he kind of does an F you back on those types of things and comes back swinging. And um, I'm very happy that he's been really getting those goals recently. He's definitely a bull in the China China shop, China shop on the ice. Like he's just like, He's flailing on the ground. He's making other people go on the ground. He's crashing into things. He'll get the puck. Uh, but, yeah, and speaking – sorry, Jules, before your thought. Uh, I hope with his <laughs> experience that you brought up the waivers, I hope with that experience is special. But as, like, as one of our captains that he kind of had that experience and he was able to talk Ronta through it a little bit because, like, he's been through that, and he's like, hey, the best you can do is just come back and bounce back from it. Like, your team wants you here. The fans want you here. You just have to bounce back from it and get back to your game. Um, I just – I didn't even think about that, but I, I hope he was uh, kind of a sounding board for him there whenever he needed him because that's a that's a shared experience there. Absolutely. Jules? Yeah, I was going to say, like, in Martin Luke specifically, like I like to kind of imagine it as I don't know if anybody's ever seen Monsters Inc., where oh the God. screen tanks are like low and empty. Like I feel like Martin Luke's tank was like borderline empty, and then you know the waiver situation happened, and it kind of like filled it up halfway. But like what excelled it and got it to like max capacity was him performing over the summer with Nickelback. I feel like, (laughs) I feel like that has like blown the lid off of his like (laughs) scream and laugh canister. Um, And and now like, he's just using all that energy that he like stored up and like, we're actually getting to see it on the score sheet because I'm a very big proponent of looking at um, 
not only the score sheet at the end of games, but to like see who actually was, you know, doing the board battles, who's fighting in the corners, like, you know, who's actually putting in that work. And most of the time, like he is on the third line, but you don't really see him show up on the score sheet often. And so it is very, I'm sure as rewarding as a fan to see him doing so well recently, but like, I'm sure it's like rewarding for him to like actually say like, Oh, like I've been working hard this entire time. And finally it's paying off to where I'm showing up, not only on the score sheet, but scoring. Like I know they talked a lot about it before the, his 600th game. And I felt like that was very special for him to be able to score in that game. And now he's on a three game scoring streak. And, you know, out of all Mm -hmm. the players on our team, would you have thought that, that would have been Jordan Martinuk? Probably not, but it is. And kind of going back to what Kat said of helping Ronta, you know, through the waiver situation, I kind of feel, again, if you equate it to that, like, scream and laughter tank, you know, Ronta's got really low, uh, especially towards the beginning of this season, and he did get sent down. Um, Martinuk never played a game for Chicago or anywhere. He just got sent down and then – on paper and then, you know, came back, but Ronta actually went to Chicago and played a game. And now that he's come back, like Kat mentioned earlier, it's the rise of Ronta. Like, you know, we're seeing some of those old tendencies of the Ronta that we're used to. So not only on the ice, we're seeing that, but then also too, again, having Martin going through something very similar last year can kind of also help him through it. So again, in that game, when he came in, I was part of the screams and noise that was cheering him on in that game when he came back. But the love, especially for Ronta that I've seen recently has been really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, I I will talk about as well, while we're kind of moving into the goalie talk too, Something that kind of stood out to me for this game, too. This is a game that's happening off of a really rare, like, days-long break for the Hurricanes, which is really interesting because I feel like uh, when the Hurricanes come back from those breaks, they almost it, it almost looks like the rest doesn't help. It almost seemed mm-hmm. like it was the opposite in this kind of case. You're coming off of a shootout loss uh, with the Blues. What can you do there? Um into this really long break and you'd come and dominate the ducks after, if I remember correctly, came a pretty devastating loss against the last game that we played against them. Yeah. Um, so what, what do you think this kind of does for the Canes confidence moving out of those days, long day long breaks like this one going into a game with the Detroit Red Wings? Well, I think it's also hard. Cause like, I mean, they're just human beings. Like I, I don't, I don't know about you guys, but the colder, t- the colder tip, I know they play on ice, but like outside it's colder, it's darker. Like I just feel I'm not even doing all this extra work, effort for my job. And I just feel like very run down and very tired and just kind of, so like if I'm not on a consistent, like, Hey, like it's almost like you kind of almost wish you had some more like back to back games because you're staying in that mindset. Whereas if you have the days off while the rest is good for the body, it's also like you're mentally snapping out of that compete a little bit. Um, so I don't know. We've never done well with this amount of rest. Like we always struggle. And then we also have these games that are in like the middle of the afternoon, which is just the worst. 
<laughs> I don't like hockey when it's light outside. <laughs> um, but I don't know. The the Ducks game was great to get us back going into it. You've got all you've got a power play still being hot. You've got different lines going on. Uh, we've got, of course, you've got your SAT line. You've got your Saul Martin, and then you've also got your fourth line of Jury and Nason. Their connection should never ever be separated. Like Nason could go anywhere on the lineup. Honestly, he's this is he's elite. We've all now established mm-hmm. that. Um, but him and Drury, the connection is getting up there to be like an Aho and Tavo connection. Like they just know where each other are, the roles they're supposed to play, how to play off each other. It's great. So you've got speaking them of that, kind of. Oh yeah, speaking of that fourth line too. I mean. We had a good little fight happen. In the Ducks <laughs> oh game. yeah, that was that was the game that the gloves got thrown. Yeah, we have Lemieux coming in. Which yeah, I know we, we were talking Lemieux about for the last couple games. We were kind of talking about how he's kind of drawn in with Natchez being out with his illness. Natchez looks like he is getting ready to return. Uh but I feel like it with, with that situation, Lemieux's kind of made a case for himself. And being somebody, a, a strong, trustworthy presence on the ice. Somebody who, um, I, I don't know. Like he, you're seeing him stand up for these guys. We all know the little kind of spat that kind of happened with who was it? Him and Bunting at Bunting, the beginning of the season. Yeah. Um, so, so there's a little bit of animosity there, and I feel like that we're kind of seeing things be dropped. Um, and people kind of step up and it, it is a next man up mentality that that's really all the game of hockey is, is you're, you play when you're called upon and you play to the best of your ability. And I think that's exactly what Lemieux is doing here and showing, making a case for himself and okay, you've got guys coming back. What about me? Yeah. And, well, you know, talking about Jules, like screen canister, with the monster Z, <laughs> I think a lot of Canes fans, when we signed Lemieux, we were at mm, empty and then, <laughs> For me, I don't remember if it was November, December, but they asked him, like, because he had to draw in with injury and stuff like that. And he was so humble in that interview where he was like, I'm happy to play whatever role I need to play and to step up when they need me. Like, he had no bitterness whatsoever of being not played as often, which can't be said, you know, the true statement for past players we've had on our team. Um, but like he was so humble and gracious, which that raised that little canister up a little bit more for me. And then just what he's been doing the past three games, it's like, okay, well, we, uh, this is all right. I see what you're well, doing like, here. He was just happy. Like the interview was just honestly him being like, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be here with this coach. I'm happy to be here with this team. If they can use me. Great. And I agree with you. I wasn't the biggest fan of him because I know we wanted – cannot go through this without making these jokes. I know we wanted more bite to the team. <laughs> but but I'm like – I'm never I'm never a big fan of sometimes the fighting just for the fighting or like the extra mm-hmm. penalty minutes. And his have thankfully been – they haven't really been useless penalties. Like he has more penalties, I think, than he has playing minutes sometimes. But um, – like the like the fight where he was at, like it was like okay like that's this is what you're here for like he knows his role and he plays it well and he's 
he's like he's our goon he's our goon and he <laughs> and he's like a he's going into the lovable goon phase yeah <laughs> and my my little bit of a spicy take i think and it's not the way i, I have to say it carefully it's, i have noticed him more on the ice than nature's recently and that's not just because nature's isn't on the ice for everyone that <laughs> right <it's> yeah <laughs> it's i've just noticed he has put his efforts have been more positive and I've seen the his playmaking and like everything he has contributed on the ice, in my opinion, has been a lot. The effort is a lot more there and he's just the positive playmaking he has made has been a lot more, which I, at the beginning of the season, if I told you that I would think I would notice Lemieux more on the ice, doing more things for the team than Natchez. I would have been like, I know that's crazy talk. Um, but Again, I think it comes to the – this is a guy that's like, I'm going to take every chance I can get. I'm ready to play. I'm ready to play my role. And I I hope coming back from this, I hope Nate just takes that opportunity and is like, I'm back to put, I'm back to contribute what I can do. Let me help the team and what I need. Because, I mean, honestly, that second line needs – it needs a, a jump start. Um, I know Joel's has some thoughts on it. That, that second line needs a jump start. It's, it's hurting. And it's well, not on one player. Like, it's just of, hurting. <laughs> kind of piggybacking off of that, uh, first off with like the Lemieux stuff of, again, you said he brings that bite to the team. Um, but, <laughs> you know, it's, it's for me as a fan, it's hard in situations like this to where he's filling in for somebody. That's his role. Um, he knows it. And again, mentioning that interview, I mean, I loved that and that he, you know, he knows that he's probably not going to get the playing time and minutes that he might would somewhere else, but he's just happy to be here. And whenever it's his time to draw in, he's excited and he's ready for it. Um, and that's exactly, in my opinion, what he's done these past few games with Nietzsche's out, like, you know, he's hopped in, he's contributed, um, and he knows his role and he has stuck with it. Um, and that's what's hard for me right now is the team is doing so well with their current lineup. Like, it's going to be hard for me to watch Nietzsche's come back in and they're going to disrupted a little bit. Yeah. I was going to say it's disrupted a little bit. And obviously you're not going to separate the SAT line right now. You're not going to separate the grandpas and uh, Jarvis. <laughs> Jarvis. <laughs> you're not going to separate them. So at this point you take Lemieux out, you put Nietzsche back in. What do those other two lines look like? And like y'all said earlier, you know, you got to keep uh, Jack and Nason together. So that leaves, Nature's and cost to kind of fill in on those two lines. And so, again, you're not disrupting everybody, but there is a little disruption. And to be honest, I'm bunting and and bunting. Well, yeah, but he's right now he's been mainly on the second line. Yeah. Well, and so we're talking about those bottom two lines, though, as well. Yeah, you're disrupting those two lines. You're also disrupting a little bit of the power play, which well, you're disrupting that. But also, too, like, I don't want to say that there needs to be a fight every game, but I feel like there needs to be some of that grit that Lemieux does typically bring. And I think mm -hmm. back to that Anaheim game, like, just say Natchez was playing instead of Lemieux, like, would have, would anybody have fought? Like, 
there's nobody who would I to me personally, I don't think anybody would have dropped the gloves to take up for what happened other than Lemieux. And he can't well, do Nathan, that. And, maybe maybe well, Nathan. But you maybe know, Nathan, right. but but this is but that's like, what I'm saying. like there's not somebody solely like, hey, I know what I'm supposed to do and this is what I'm do- like. I'm going to do it. I'm ready. I'm ready for my 10 minutes in the box. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. you know, this yeah. is like, this is something, if we look back at our playoff appearances the past few years, what has always screwed us over? Power play, <laughs> which hopefully that's better now. And then <laughs> we get ran over by whatever team's got the gooniest person on it because nobody would fight. Nobody would back up their teammates. And then all our like energy would just zap out of our guys. They're getting deemed up. No one's coming to back them up. And so I think like a role like Lemieux is going to be very important end of season. God willing, we make playoffs again, but (laughs) like, yeah, that's exactly what Jules is saying. We do need that grit because that's something that's been consistently missing. Minus Nason right. beating up Paula last season. Which we're seeing but... a different breed of Nason this year. Oh, yeah. Um, I love I love right, Stephen right. Nason. I know we didn't. I don't know why I know he, he did wasn't in summer, my, like, Yeah, I know he again. wasn't in my favorite list of players, but he has been my favorite <laughs> to watch this year because holy smokes. What a but, yeah, epic but then, player. Yeah. You know, kind of like what Kaylee said, though, you want somebody like him for the playoffs. So who do you sit? Because, mm-hmm. like, somebody's going to have to. Because that's why the Panthers like, ran all over us. We had no one to be I mean, gritty back we to Gudis and Kachuk. Like, right. we I, just got ran know, over. Hopefully we don't have any injuries to where he has to play. But you're going to want him to play. But at that point, you're going to have to choose somebody else to sit and Again, it's gonna be half. It's and that's have if to be we, somebody. and that's if we like our team. Still, we like our team, and we don't. We get, like our team. Um, if we continue to changes. like our team, yeah. But yeah, so I don't know. Something like this, no. it, it always kind of makes me weary of people returning from injuries because, again, that lineup's gonna get shaken up uh, just a little bit, and so it's gonna be interesting to see going forward. And I really hope yeah. that. Natchez can see what the team has been doing, and obviously he's not going to bring the grit that Lemieux brings, but the playmaking and, you know, actually showing up on the score sheet, I hope he can kind of maybe use his injury time of not playing as like a reset button of like, hey, this is how they're winning and what they're doing without me. Like, I want to contribute to that. Mm-hmm. Especially coming up on Friday playing Detroit, they're in the first wild card spot, mm-hmm. you know, and we're three in the Metro right now. So it's like, You'll, it's counting. Yeah, yeah. And you're not wrong with the injury. Like it's not just nature too. Like in the beginning of the season, we were all excited about stretch coming back, but this beginning of the season, we were also doing pretty well. Like KK and Turbo were popping up and you're kind of like, where's Fetch going to go in this lineup at the moment? So it's mm-hmm. always that, like, it's not just a nature thing. It's always a little bit right. of like, if we're doing well, like sometimes you're like, we're just waiting for this person to get off injury because we have to get back in here because we're struggling. But when you're not struggling, you're like, where do I fit this person back in? Um, yeah, yeah. You did mention uh, Nate just coming back in on the power play. Who had taken his spot? Do we know? Do you guys know? Off the top of your heads. He's on the second power play unit. I know that. Now Wait, I get the, the question. Up. Sorry. 
who uh, took Nathan's who had spot taken Nathan's the, spot. Wasn't it Cook and the Emmy? I thought he was already on that. Well, I he had think, been off the power play for a little while, and then because I think with unless, unless he Walt got taken off and then put back on. Well, it it must be KK because Walt. That's what Walt said in his kind of yeah, interview. It says, morning. yeah, Nate just appears to be back in the spot he'd been in on the power play before he went down. And it's PP2, no KKs in there. It's Drewy, Nate, Nathan, Tavo, and Shay. Okay, yeah. so yeah, maybe it was KK. Yeah. Well, it'll be it'll be interesting. I mean, honestly, I'm not... I'm not... I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get words. I'm trying to see how he'll fit into it because... He hasn't had the shot. Like he he's playing the role of where Svetches on the first unit, but he's not he's not hitting the puck like Svetches. He has a little bit more hesitation there. Um, which but so I really hope that Nature steps into that role because I think the second power play unit has been struggling. Like we've had success with that power play. The second power play unit has been struggling. Um, because you can definitely see a difference in what they're putting up compared to the first power play unit. Um, so it'll be, it'll be interesting. I don't know. I, I am fully on Jules side here as this is her favorite player, but, um, I, I have seen a lot again, our, our fandom and when things are kind of going crazy, they love to kind of have a scapegoat of what player is not performing to the best. Um, I know a lot of people and the kid came on with a bunch of pressure on him coming, signing onto the team for a big contract. Um, to fill a role that's a pretty like we need someone for this role and so he was just put there i don't think we should all turn like anytime he has a couple of bad a bad stretch of games the turn on kk is kind of insane to me um i think you know he has he once he started getting once he started getting on consistent lines, he started doing really well. When he had consistent line mates doing really well, mm-hmm. and then they finally got him up, and he but he was on the bottom lines for a while. Get him up on that second line, second line consistent line mates doing really well again. Him and Turbo held down this season at the beginning of the season. Aho wasn't there yet. Zvez wasn't bad. Jarvis hadn't gotten his full groove yet. Like nobody else was picking up. They were there holding it down. Like let's not forget that. Now you have Turbo. Turbo's not even, like, he's not the main scorer anymore. He's doing more of his support role, which is, again, that's what he excels at. We love a scoring Turbo, but his he's always been of a, a support role. So nobody's kind of like, well, Turbo's not scoring anymore. Like, like we're not bad-talking him. KK is also getting assists. KK is also setting up, but his line has not been consistent. Again, it's been switched up to get the other line some jump start. And so it's not just like it's not like he's weighing down his line. His line in general has been a struggle, and we've seen before take the consistency away from this guy. It, it's hard for him. And so I, I fully am saying I don't think we should fully turn our backs on him and be calling for a trade on him anytime soon. And I don't think with what we signed him to that we would. I also know that Jules will come to your house in the middle of the night and set your house on fire. <laughs> um, but uh, those are my two cents on that line. I do see that it's struggling, but I, I'm not going to blame just one person on the struggling. It, it's a team effort. The line is a team effort. And we've seen how it is that when you switch up the different chemistry on the lines, how they perform differently. So well, um, I was gonna hopefully say- Nate just coming in will maybe get a jump start to both of them. 
Right. Well, again, like piggybacking off of what you said, it's hard because the lines, once they got switched around, you made the Grandpa Jarvis line, you made the SAT line, like you're taking away some of the people that were very consistent in helping the second line, but now they've popped off. But again, like you said, at the beginning of the season, you've got Turbo and KK absolutely popping off and I can't remember but were they on the same line when they were both doing really well i think it wasn't it wasn't it turbo wasn't it turbo kk and nature's together at the beginning of the season because the first line was bunting aho and jarvis yes yeah Yeah. so like you know looking back at it the both of them were popping off because they were together but now you've got turbo with the assisting and helping role with aho and svetch like it's hard because Turbo can't be on two lines. So I feel like at this moment, as much as, 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 much as Rod would love, I feel like Rod would love to have two Tavo Teravine. I was going to say, we oh need two Teravine. We can have one on the first line to help Aho with that connection. He'd be on both can... power play units. <laughs> both power play units. Stick them on the second line with KK. KK Heck. will then pop off. And the amount what, of dude. interviews he would have to do, he would oh my self- God. Combust. <laughs> I mean, the unproblematic he'd king that he is. He would stick, um, he'd stick the third Tavo on defense. Yeah, you know, he, you know what? He, we'll he is the true ten. seventh defenseman. He is the true yeah. seventh defenseman. You know what? So that's maybe that'll solve all of our problems. We'll just need a clone multiple Turbo. Multiple so We can have him on multiple lines. And that just means that the in-game segments that they have been showing recently, we get more of the underrated Sass King that Tara Vinan is. Yes. I know. Um, <laughs> the thing for me. Turbo, oh, go ahead. No, I was <laughs> going to say the thing for me too. And we're, if we're, we can still kind of have the whole like line mate conversation too. I feel like a big uh, question or kind of clap back that comes to mind that I've seen when this kind of thing is talked about is, oh, well, to be a good player, it, like the you have to be able to work with everybody on your team. The chemistry has to be fluid. You have to be able to work well wherever you're put at in the lineup. And I feel like, it, I, I don't know, with KK, we've really seen, like, he needs something steady. But that doesn't take away from the fact that he is a great player. You've seen guys like, I mean, if we're, we're straying from the hurricane, we've seen guys like, Patrick Kane, like anybody across another team who you can sit there and put him in a different lineup. And of course he's not going to know those players as well. So he's not going to perform as well. Well, Um, I'm still noticing, I'm still noticing crazy good passes from KK. He can get, he'll have these passes where he can get it across and there'll be a perfect pass across that blue paint. And you're like, if he just had someone there to finish it for him, that would be fantastic. And the like, thing I'm not, though I'm is, not everybody, that. not everybody looks at those at those contributions that don't show up on the score sheet. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, so and that, and that, the way he bodies to the net, much right. like Stahl does. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't have Aho doing that. He can't. <laughs> I mean, he would <laughs> love to. I'm sure. Uh, he's definitely hit more this year, but he just isn't as big as KK or Stahl and there's so many times KK bodies fights his way to the net and there's no one right there with him that could hit mm-hmm. the rebound and it it hurts me so much because I'm like he just fought so hard to get there right. and no one's there to help him well and and it's the based on the role he is with his teammates so like he can be that front of the net presence he can be that Stahl he can be that oh he'll work his way there but if you had him I think we recently had on a line with Bunting and Nason 
those are other two net front guys. Those are like you have three giant net front guys, and you're like, who's fighting on the board to get them those passes? Okay, KK's gonna try to get them those passes, but it's like compare them to who he's on the line with with Tavo and Natchez. You got Natchez getting into the entry with speed setting yeah. it up you've got Tavo with his beautiful passes and then kk's like i'll be the net front presence i'll be the bully of this line mm-hmm. like it's very different like a, a nason and a bunting is very different than a Tavo and a nages like it's well I and like, you're like, like okay well he should work with both of them well yeah but his role is going to change based on who he's with yes he's still center but it's a different type of center Mm-hmm. Well, I was going to say, that's why I feel like the Jordans and uh, Jarvis line work so well together is you have Jordan and Jordan, like, getting into the corners, <laughs> digging it out. Can we just call it the J-line? Can we pick yeah, that thing? Yeah, the J-line. That or Gramps. Well, just call him Gramps and the kid. But, like, you have them who will go do the other things to then set up Jarvis. And, again, occasionally, recently, you have Jarvis setting up Martinuk. But, you know, those three are all a different role player. And so that's why I think their line works so well is because they're not the same. So, again, like Kat said, you stick three net front present dudes on the same line Who's trying to get them the puck? Who is helping them, like, score? You can park all three in front of the net, but if no one's there, if no one's there to carry the puck over the blue line, what's the point? Yeah, they all they all put like no play. Their positions might be the same. The players aren't the same. Aho doesn't play the same as Tavo. Tavo doesn't play the same as Fetch. Like they're all different. Nason and Drury don't play the same. So we could talk about this all day, uh, but we are going to wrap up our uh, our KK and second line talk. We're going to see how it goes with the uh, natures coming in, um, seeing how the lines are. But we and we do have to talk a little bit more about. I mean, there's only been three games. Obviously, the Ducks game was a big one. The Penguins game was also a big one. You get to see Ronta. Ronta came in clutch. Woo! Keep us in that game to make that Um, overtime was not even a thought. Nine times out of Um, ten, that's a goal. Absolutely. And that Metro and that. It's goals like that that Crosby's known for. He's known for that great positioning, whether it's out there in the open and finding that space or sitting back door on a goaltender. Those are his signatures. And the fact that Ronto was able to read that as well as he was blows my mind. Yeah. Yeah. You can tell he's really been working hard on. Like covering like that even, back like, door, yeah, covering like that the, back door. Like he, he no more wraparounds. Wrap no, he is no blocking. more backdoor shots. He's like, uh, uh-uh, uh, uh, uh. I'm not gonna. And I'm sure he's stretching nonstop so he doesn't pull anything. But he's yeah, like, no, no. Which is um, great because when you see some, like that's the whole thing. Like if you get knocked down, if you are struggling, you find the things you struggled with and you get better and you come back better. And that's what I've really loved about Ronta's game. Um, was he didn't just let this knock him down. Like he came back and tried to fix the things that he knew were an issue for mm-hmm. him. And then you come to this highlight reel save on, you know, a hockey legend. And it was just amazing to be part of the arena that night <laughs> and just screaming oh, on yeah. that, especially no, no, it, that, that night with support. all the Pins fans around you. That oh. support has to mean so much to him too. I, it, it's, 
after seeing the waiver situation and the way he's come back, you know his confidence had to be taking a hit. And that, that's got to be a huge game for him to kind of get a step up on. So, yeah. but I want to wrap uh, up the Kane stock before we move also, into sorry, ads. sorry. And before we leave the, before we leave the pins game, let's just say, have a game, Brett Pesci. You know, this is so cheesy, but you, I mean, I have this happen too when we're playing against a team and I just have a feeling like they're about to score. Like I just feel it before it's going to happen. But I had a feeling I was like, Brett, Brett's going to get this overtime. Brett's going to get the overtime. And Tavo with that brilliant freaking pass. I, I don't know. I probably jumped like five feet in the air when this <laughs> happened. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily I didn't fall off the three hundreds with how hard I was cheering on that. <laughs> Oh, goodness. But, you know, the game that I don't necessarily want to talk about, but we do have to talk about it because it was a pretty special moment for the Canes community. Uh, Canes versus Kings happened earlier this week. And while the score may not have been what we wanted it to be, uh, we saw a very special member of the Hurricanes community get inducted into the Carolina Hurricanes Hall of Fame in Justin Williams. I uh, want to go ahead and start off and saying congrats to Justin Williams. It's a completely deserved honor. Uh, Kaylee, were you at that game? Yeah. You you were there. Alex was not. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I remember that now. But, um, yeah, at least two of us were – at this game, Jules, you missed that, correct? Um, I was unfortunately at work, um, and I'm glad I have an office. My boss had already left for the day because during the pregame ceremony, um, I don't think I've cried that hard in a really long time. <laughs> yeah, it, it that that ceremony, it's they they did that justice. I the stories that were told, the tricolor pasta story, um, <laughs> the golf clubs that were given to him, the the jacket. Trip mentioned it during the broadcast. I don't know if he was expecting the jacket, which seemed really really. Cool. I want the jacket. That jacket is cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just wanted to kind of touch on that and kind of get your guys's opinions on what what that kind of meant to you guys is seeing this long standing member of the Canes community kind of get this this big of an honor it's it's really special i think yeah uh here's like one thing to show how well they did that whole um ceremony so my best friend was at the game um because i had some extra tickets that needed to transfer in and i wasn't sitting with her but her friend was sitting with her and she was like guess who had some tears in their eyes during the ceremony i was pointing at my best friend my best friend does not cry over things she is like (laughs) stoic like it'd be like table crying over something and um <laughs> she said she teared up during the ceremony especially when he was thanking his parents and that like really got to her um and that just shows you like how special the ceremony was like even someone who wouldn't know justin williams walking down the street that it affected her <laughs> on that level and it's someone that's not emotional in any way whatsoever i've maybe seen her cry maybe five times and i've been friends with her since we were seven so um it was i like jules i was crying during the ceremony um i love justin williams i of course was not a canes fan when he won the cup with us but i was a canes fan who lived through a playoff a playoff drought for the entire time i'd been a fan and i saw this man come in 
and I saw him knock this team into gear and I saw him be the leadership we needed. And I see the respect that every single player on that bench has for him. And it was so important to me to see him honored that night. And um, I just, I have no words. I think like one of my favorite Justin Williams memories is when he came out of retirement the first time to um, score an over or score in a, you know, in the skills set, the, the shootout <laughs> to win the game, right, his yeah. first game back. I just, I think about that often. Also another time I remember he was taking a face off. He didn't even move. The guy like attacked the thing and he just stood there and the guy hit it straight to one of our players. And I was like, that's one way to do a face off. That, that's one way to win a face off. That's yeah. fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, going off of that, um, I mean, I hate that I wasn't at the game, um, but I'm honestly glad that I wasn't. And I am glad for that reason because during the ceremony and especially during the tribute video, um, they were double screening and showing what was on the Jumbotron on one side and they were showing the bench and Justin on the other side. So like if you were watching from home, you got to see in real time the reactions of all the other players as well as Justin and watch what they were watching. And you don't get that in the game unless you're super close to the bench and all that kind of stuff. And so I was already kind of teary eyed during the whole thing. Um, because I remember as a kid going to the Stanley cup parade and my parents have pictures from film of Justin Williams in the back of the truck or whatever car he was in when he was here right after we won. Um, and I then lost it at the highlight clips of the um, double overtime game seven versus Washington, because that was my first ever away or first ever playoff game that I attended. I worked at the arena at the time. So I was there in the building when we kept winning um, the home games, but I couldn't take off to attend. And so at the very last minute, my friend texted me and was after game seven, we immediately won. She was like, let's go to game seven. And I was like, oh, I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't want to go if we lose and it's just going to suck. And she was like, no, I'm serious. She was like, we need to go. We instantly bought tickets. We drove up for the day and we were there when we won in double overtime. And just seeing his reaction, not only to helping with that goal, but then his reaction in the locker room afterwards of he did so much for our team. And then he was able to come back and contribute to get us back to the playoffs to win, especially that game. And, you know, in those rounds was like really special to me. And something that I noticed while watching the ceremony is he got emotional during the tribute video all of the current Canes players, not that any of them got emotional, but they were just in awe, really, is what I could best describe it, of just watching the video. And somebody like Peretz, who has never stepped on the ice with Justin Williams, he they showed him because he was standing in the corner with Slavin and Ajo. He was showed or he they showed him and he was just staring up on to the screen with the biggest smile on his face. And I don't even know if he ever met Justin Williams except for before that game when he announced the lineup. Like, he didn't even play with Justin Williams, and he was looking at him with just such admiration 
that was cool to me. And they even panned over to the King's bench during that time. And they showed Kopitar and he was actually emotional as well. And so just seeing the impact of not only Kane's current players, but also the people he played with on the Kings, I feel like that was really special. Oh yeah. Seeing, seeing Andre Kopitar's reaction really, really warmed my heart. And to, to know that, you know, the, the schedule's announced and you're announcing these theme days and it doesn't necessarily, it doesn't originally fall on this date, but to be so willing to move that over so both organizations can kind of help honor this great player who's won three Stanley Cups total has been, I, I don't know, that that's what really touched my heart, especially at the beginning of the season before all this happened. It's like, this is a huge move by both organizations to let this happen and make this happen. Yeah. So, all right. Well, that is going to conclude our Hurricanes talk. Um, before we move into our second part of the show, uh, we do have to pay some special attention to our wonderful sponsors of the show. And Kat, do you want to start us off with DraftKings? Yeah. Um, okay. So we do want to acknowledge without Zach being here, me telling you the odds and over all this stuff for DraftKings is going to be a little hard. I'm just going to want to in advance. People, but we appreciate We're them. not. You don't understand the amount of stress and everything I've had. The people, people I've seen that have been on sports, which, you know, if you want to do it, I don't have that money to do it. Um, also, I, I would, the amount of stress I already feel and I don't have money on the line. So, okay. Just, just warning you, it will, yeah. Uh, so bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, download the app now and use code THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN, only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. Please play responsibly. All right. So looking at the games for tomorrow, uh, for example, we have got the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, good to see that uh, Bedard is back skating again. I don't think he's fully back, but. No, he's in a no contact, that, but potato, potato. I mean, he's getting there. <laughs> um, but yeah, so look at the Chicago Blackhawks and the Buffalo Sabres. you got the uh, Sabres favored. Um, with a an under under of six, uh, they're favored by one and a half goals. There, I I can't read the numbers to you. The Sabers are favored. I'm just gonna, if you know hockey, I'm gonna tell you right now, <laughs> the Sabers are the favorite team. Um, you've also got uh, interesting matchup of the Colorado Avalanche and the Boston Bruins. Um, interesting enough, the Boston Bruins are sorry, Bailey are the favored team in that one. They've been the Avalanche have been on a streak lately. They're coming back in the states after four out of six points. I, as much as I'd love the guys to win, uh, I don't see Boston letting up on them for any reason. So, <laughs> yeah. So um, again, but I mean, go check out these odds for yourself. Uh, you probably see a little bit more into it than we are. I am also going to tell you though. I mean, you can't tell you who who to bet on because as I will tell you right now that the, while the Buffalo Sabres are favored to win, the Blackhawks can come back and surprise. You never know. So, you know, whatever you're feeling, whatever the crystals are telling you, go just do it responsibly. It's hockey. It's in the hands of the hockey gods. That's all we'll say (laughs) at this point. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so 
Thank you for DraftKings um, and, of course, for our wonderful network of uh, THPN. We really appreciate it. But uh, I think we got our OG sponsor to talk about, too. Right, Bales? We'll go ahead and talk about PrimoX Hockey, who have been with the Surgecast since day zero of uh, this podcast even existing. So, of course, always have to get our give our shouts to them. Uh, be sure to go check out PrimoXHockey.com for any of your sports attire, or not just sports attire. We're talking hockey here. Uh, so if you're looking for uh, merchandise, so a nice uh, sweatshirt, T-shirt, uh, flag like Zach's got hanging up in his uh, studio. They've got that for you, but they also have regular hockey gear such as pads, socks, uh, tape, laces, uh, balls and pucks, things of that sort. Um, they've got everything your heart desires in regards to that. I know I'm getting ready to place an order for some of that awesome uh, waffle wax that they are producing. Uh, so get to rep that at the local rink when I go to play later this week. But uh, go check out PrimoXHockey.com over there. Put some things in your cart. And because we love you so much, we'll help you out with a nice little code at checkout. Use code SurgeCast at checkout for your Sebastian Ajo discount, 20% off of your order. If online shopping is not your thing, totally get it. Personally, my favorite. But if you are around the Raleigh area and you guys are looking to do some in-person shopping, they do have a warehouse. I believe it's over on Diggs Drive, if I remember correctly. Um, be sure to go check them out. They have $5 skate sharpening, uh, to really help you guys out for any of your, uh, skating needs and your needs for your skates, uh, in the Raleigh area. Again, $5 skate sharpening. You're not going to get your discount in there, but you know, let them, let them know we sent you. Be sure to kind of have a chat with them there about that. Um, but yeah, again, primoxhockey.com if you're looking to check them out online.